As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Be the best and you got to pay a little price. If you want it bad enough, you got to do a little extra things to get it. Welcome to the 11 Personnel Podcast, your favorite Rams podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Rodrigue, and with me today, my fabulous co-host, Taryn Killam. You know him from SNL, from Groundlings, from the stage, from television, and from feature films. I'm very excited to hear about this. Taryn? How we doing? Oh, God, what a treat. (laughs) To be on on the receiving end of a how we doing? <laughs> we can we can let the audience know now. I'm I'm sure you had many fond memories of the Super Bowl post party, but by far mine was getting a rush up to you and go, we won, Jordan. <laughs> how we doing? <laughs> it was the coolest, most out of body experience because, and I you know, you walk into this airplane hangar, right, and yeah. all the lights are going and all of these incredible people are walking around and and I'm like sort of getting my bearings and you know I've just filed the deadline column you have just watched the Rams win the Super Bowl we both have just watched the Rams win the Super Bowl and all of a sudden I hear Jordan and I look over and I see you and you're like I'm Taryn and I'm like bro I know who you are <laughs> like- <laughs> I was overwhelmed then I mean I was overwhelmed I was also like pleasantly toasted by that point too yes. I tailgated. I had I had Super Bowl five seats behind Kanye and and and, and Antonio <laughs> Brown. Yeah. So and then and then me and my buddy, my best friend Ronnie, we walked from the stadium to basically like we walked for like five miles because it was like close but not close enough. Yeah. But just traffic was a nightmare. Anyway, all that to say that like by the time I saw you, it helped kind of ground me back into it because it was such a fantasy. And it was like, Oh my God, no way I'm here. <laughs> and, and there's Jordan and they're the co-host of the 11 personnel podcast and, and the beat writer who like, I read the most who never waves back to me on the other side of the frosted glass. <laughs> Are you um, one of those people that pounds at I the end? <laughs> yeah, I have, I've, been there, I've been there pounding. Um, so that was, no, it, I mean, it was it, because it's that thing of like, oh, I'm watching Fitz and the Tantrums play. I can make your hands clap and stuff and all that. But then 
any moment where I could kind of like reconnect or, you know, introduce myself or say hi or say thank you to, to the team, to the staff, to, you know, to, to this, to, you know, LA's first football team in, in almost 25 years who are now world champions really made that a special night extra special to me. So I was very excited to meet you there. Yeah, it was super fun too. Um, for people who who don't know, I'm, I've talked about this a little bit on this podcast, but they they did invite. I mean, the entire staff was there. Um, they flew in to the the scouts from the Minority Scouting uh, and Women in Scouting Fellowship. They flew everybody in from all over the country, and and every support staff member was there. And sort of, you know, open bar. And I was trying to catch up to you as well, Taryn. And they sort of had these buses and they drove you, you got on the bus at this undisclosed location and then they drove you all around, like perhaps trying to get you lost. So you didn't quite know where you were going. So you couldn't text it to people, but yeah, it was, it was fabulous. Johnny Hecker doing the gritty on stage. If I hope he doesn't hang it up still for a long time, but if he does, I know that is the video that I'm sharing. Just a fantastic time. And it was cool to see everyone, yourself included, um, celebrate and and just that catharsis and I, and I am sure for you it comes in waves for you I'm sure this sort of off season of of what it really was and what you got to experience yeah it's i it, it, i i've said this before but you kind of can't help or i i'll speak for myself can't help but buy into like conspiracy theories a little bit because you just go like staying cronky spent all this money all this time planning all of it delayed by normal construction delays anyway but then certainly you heard about the pandemic yeah <laughs> i'm i'm familiar yes <laughs> yeah, so that, that slowed everything down by about 2 years if, if if by my count um but but just to be you know roughly 5 years back into the second largest media city in the nation with now now two football teams, but to be the first football team back and to have not only been to the Super Bowl twice, but to have won the Lombardi Trophy in that time is like is uh, you know you couldn't you couldn't write it better, you really couldn't. And if anything, the loss in Atlanta to the Patriots was another extra charge of why this felt mm-hmm. so good to win at home in the best sports stadium in the world. You know, it, it just, it was just the greatest. It was just like such a fun night. It was one of, it was, just was one of the best days of my life, start to finish, like, like being there. I, I, I'm not sure how much tailgating you did, but for me, it was, it felt, <laughs> this felt like a parade of emotion already. You know what I mean? You talk about words and the staff and people's like pouring out their hearts, even beforehand. It was just like, you know, you've been with us since the Coliseum and we love your passion. And I'm like, I love this team and I love my city and I love, I love, it it was that energy going into the game. And then you have just, you have no look passes. You have unbelievable, you know, runs after catches. You have, you have game winning sacks. You have the best halftime show ever. Probably. It just was like such an exceptional day. And yeah. And like, um, what is that movie? Um, with The Rock and like Sean William Scott, it's called like The Rundown or something, right? Do you know? Do you remember? Oh that? my gosh, you're you're gonna be. This is your field of expertise here. <laughs> Moment in that, it's it was like one of The Rock's first big movies, and they and and Schwarzenegger did a cameo in it, and he walks by him and he goes, "Have fun," like that. <laughs> it was like passing the torch. I didn't have anything like that, but what I did have a moment with Eric Weddle 
where he just, I did, we just found a pocket. There's just a pocket in the room where like no one was there and he's coming walking. And this guy's, he's freaking injured, but he's just like wearing like a fitted, like Hawaiian shirt kind of cool thing. And I did, he just walked by and I just got to go like, thank you, man. Thank you for it. You got it, pal. And he kept walking and I was just like, yeah, that's, that rules. That feels awesome. That was like one of a dozen of those moments that night. Meanwhile, his chest muscle is separated from the rest of his sternum. Yeah. <laughs> Madness. It was so fun. I think, so I see you've got the beard and I know you're you're shooting a movie right now in Budapest yeah. and I want to hear about that as well. But as you do the Eric Weddle voice, so Yay. to me, his story is like movie magic ready. Uh, the Rams in general is just like you said, the things that they were able to manifest over the last year, we, we talk about it all the time um, on the podcast where it was just that confluence of catalyst and planning and then the ability to have agility. And I think that's the lesson that they're teaching the rest of the league at this point is what it means not just to know who you are as a team, but what it means to know what you're not and how yeah. far you can push the limits of your own your own ecosystem. And that's that's what got them through the end of that season, really. From the top down. From the top down. And 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 I've had the great, great privilege and luxury of like seeing little sneak peeks. You know, I'm just I'm just a fan. I just love the sport and it's tied to my youth and the nostalgia and just being proud to be a you know a native Los Angelian. But like, you know, the, the first draft where they trade, they, they traded away their picks. Like I hosted a sort of night before thing and I got to talk to McVay and I got to talk to Whitworth and a bunch of the players. And that was so fun. But backstage, you know, you see Sneed and you see Kevin and they're just not, there's no, there's, there's no coasting. There's yeah. no time where they're just like, well, you, you know, they're delegating. Yes, but they're staying in touch with the delegation and the Super Bowl party like everybody's going crazy, but I see De Kevin literally huddled in the corner on his laptop and they're trying to figure out what's going on with Odell and they're still on the clock. They're world champs. <laughs> they manifested the apex pinnacle achievement in the thing and they're still going. That rules. To see that discipline, that dedication rules. Yeah, it's fascinating. I think you brought up you know, Atlanta and I think one of the things that maybe could end up I don't want to say being the best thing that ever happened to them. I'm sure it scarred some of them in deep ways at this point, Sean, especially. But knowing what it feels like to not be fully prepared or knowing what it feels like to lose on that stage, actually, after you win one, I think my opinion is you pull back from what it was like before, before you were at the mountaintop. Because every team in the league is hunting them now, and, and they can't stay the same. They, they know that. They're very aware of that, and that's why they're working, you know, right after they hoist the Lombardi trophy is they understand that they have to continue to stay agile or else they will become the hunted. And I think that when you can pull from an experience where you were at what Sean has previously described as, like, the lowest points uh, of his life, then you pull from that – and then you realize and you recognize, okay, how do I stay out of that place? And I know what that place is and I know how I got there the first time. So, you know, you can sort of start to to maneuver in that way. And I think that's a motivator, maybe even more so than repeating, which is so hard to do, as you know, maybe even more than repeating, it's staying forever out of that place, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, in, in any sport, profession, career, personal relationship, spite is one of the best motivators we love the petty we love it <laughs> yeah. 
And there's a beautiful metaphor that the team that I'm sure, you know, not even so secretly McVeigh emulates in the in New England, that they're the ones that kind of, you know, handed them their hat back and said, not yet, kid. Now, you know, now they're they're moving in the right direction still. And I know, yeah, you're right. It could, any given Sunday is a cliche for a reason, but the moves they're making, we got a good chance. I'm sad. You know, you lose a Von Miller and you go, no, and you're happy for him and you're grateful to him. But you get a Bobby Wagner, you get an Allen Robinson, you get, a, you know what I mean? You get some some real, real tools that, um, you know, I think Bobby Wagner is about to have the best season in a decade. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm, I'm jumping the gun segment wise, I know, but I feel like that's <laughs> one of my that's one of my slam dunk takes is that. You see what happens with Indomitian when he's in here. You see people stat. You see even, you know, um, even with uh, Floyd, you just see that what Aaron Donald creates for the squad, for the men on either side of him. And so I can't wait for that. I'm so excited. I feel like they have positioned themselves to be in the best shape possible for a repeat. Yeah, and we talk about the agility and the sign of an agile team, which to me is a team that means it's gone through that next level of contention. They're not just a playoff team. They are one of maybe the four or five that are in legitimate Super Bowl contention. There aren't many of those every year. So the the sign of a team that is in that contention and is willing to stay in that contention is a team that can be flexible when at the 11th hour, the Von Miller deal falls through Mm -hmm. and they don't pivot to what who they feel would be the next best edge rusher of the few that were available at that time. Instead, they pivot to a second sort of plan A that they always have in contingency. And I think that shows they're willing to just not be the same because the same worked once, but the same does not work again in this league. We saw it with Tampa Bay, who should be lauded for bringing back every player the year before, but it didn't work because of those small moments and the soul stealingness of Matthew Stafford in the playoffs. And we we see that it, we see that doesn't work, but I did want to, uh, did want to ask you too. So now I'm projecting all of these like, you know, storylines for you. So now because I see the beard, I feel like you could play, Eric Weddle, I like you. You have the impression down. You you kind of got the voice. I was like, whoa, man. You Thanks. know, you kind of if you grow it out just a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's really squared it off. I'm yeah. still round. I still got it. Kind of got my baby fat beard. <laughs> is this like a show planning beard? This is intentional. Yeah, this is this is for this is a work, for work beard. Although, quite honestly, like anyone who knows me knows, I there's anything I hate the most in the world. It's just shaving. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> You know, taking a taking a razor sharp blade to your face is like that's it's just counterintuitive. Um, so I'm happy to have an actual like paying reason for it. But we're we're out here, we're shooting. It's sort of a reimagining of the River Wild, that Meryl Streep rafting thriller from from the early '90s, which was a movie I loved and felt um, it was a bit sacrilegious, honestly, in the initial pitch of like, "Hey, do you want to come help remake this?" And it's like, no, no. Why would you? Who who dares challenge? The throne of Merrill. You dare disgrace the honor of Merrill. Um, but but Ben Kitai, our director, and our, he wrote the script as well, has found a very fresh, very different, you know, the, the plot, the story, the the conflict kind of originating organically out of the dynamics of the group, as opposed to in the first one, there's bank robbers and they happen upon them. And there's a lot of coincidence, you know, there happens to be a big crane with a wire, a big cable that can flip a boat and a dog who knows how to climb a wall. You know, <laughs> we're, we're losing a lot of that stuff, which I love, but 
it'll feel very different. And I'm, I'm pretty excited about, about this one. This has a good, it's got, it's got good vibes. It's got, it's got Ram potential repeat vibes for a, for a, for a Netflix film. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's physically demanding, isn't it? You mentioned it's like, I mean, raft, I mean, rafting, of course it would be. Yeah. And, and, and we've got such an incredible stunt team and like they're taking care of us and they're trying to make us safe, but like, you can only pull yourself into a raft for in in active rapids so many times before you realize, wow, people's shoulders have to be really strong to do this all the time. Why do their shoulders must be really strong? <laughs> I, wish, I wish I had Cooper Cup's shoulders and maybe I could do eight takes instead of six. <laughs> He's got the beard too. I mean, you guys could now maybe you could sneak him into a shot. Just you know, Jordan. I can't. I posted it on Instagram. But Toma, my stunt double, is like he is the Hungarian Cooper Cup, and I was, I was like, this is meant to be. This is meant to be. I but hope he knows what a compliment that is. You know, no clue. He's like, <laughs> great. Rest your shoulders. Um, <laughs> But I, I, something I wanted to add to, I mean, because, you know, you know better than anybody, you know, sort of the wisdom. And as you said, the adaptability or the ability to pivot in strategy in the front mm-hmm. office and rostering. But more and more, as a Rams fan, something that brings me great pride is that, yes, it's a business first. Everybody knows that. And who pays it? But you keep hearing and seeing that players don't want to leave. They don't. You know, and and if if you're loyal and you're part of the team, the team doesn't want to let you go, too. You know what I mean? I, I think the, the obvious one for me right now is that this everlasting kind of near excruciating conversation publicly with with OBJ. But but then also looking at like Andrew already showing up for OTAs already. You know, he's retired. He doesn't know anybody, anything. But there is there is that extra personal level of, oh, oh, this is a moment in time. And this dynamic is incredibly rare in all of professional sports. And so people are willing to give that, that, that extra percentage, you know, take, mm-hmm. take it to 110, 115%. And that's, a, that's just good vibes. That's just like, oh, they do like each other. And oh, the passion is real. The passion isn't bought, you know, and that's something that, I'm, that makes me really excited to support our team. Yeah, it's authentic too. Like some places you'll see like a whole marketing campaign about like the culture, the culture, the culture. This is very organic California, California joke. Um, But it's very, it's very organic and it's very altruistic. Like they didn't, they set out to build a foundation back in 17 and Sean, you know, obviously pulled some of the pieces in place intentionally to do that. But at the same time, nobody could know that it would, sort of develop and evolve into this very living culture that they have that sort of enfolds you. And, and you know, the way that guys talk about it, they kind of get this sort of dreamy look on their face because they understand it and it, they feel it understands them. And it's it's very interesting because you can be – you can have a team full of superstar players and a lot of players who are asked to do so much so early in their careers to to help make the ecosystem function – and at the same time, everybody feels that they're on even ground. And I think that's so rare. And, you know, in the places I've been, it's very rare in football. And that's one of the things that pulls people back in. I can imagine, too, and we we're talking about this long, drawn-out public conversation. Fans listening to this podcast, I do not have an Odell Beckham Jr. update. Go read my last piece for my last update, which is the same as my last update two weeks ago and the one before that and the one before that. 
and the one before that. But it's I can imagine it's a torturous thing because you know you want to be here. He does truly want to be here. At the yeah. same time, has to look out for his family, understand what's happening with his knee. So I, I would imagine it's a torturous process all around because you know where you fit and where you want to be and where you are wanted. But navigating the re- like real life football stuff is also very complicated. Yeah. But it is that bad, you know, I, obviously there's still like darlings have been killed, right? Like there've been brutal moves. Like I was sad to see Goff go because he was our number one pick and he got us to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But obviously, you know, ultimately ended up being the right choice. But saying goodbye to Bobby Trees is not fun. Not a good thing. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. He was coming back and he, you know, um, I remember when John Johnson third uh, was going to Cleveland, I was like, no, no. And he reached out to me, which was a cool move. And he's like, listen, if it could have happened, it would because it's good vibes. But but, all, you know, also it's a business and and you get that. But at the same time, it feels like the Rams locker room almost has like a high school football team vibe. You know what I mean? Where it's like, we're brothers <laughs> and this is the greatest time in our lives. Clear eyes, full hearts. I love you. Barbecue this weekend. They always, they all barbecue and hang so, so much. It seems. Yeah, they all like each other. I think. I mean, that's that's the general. You're you're spot on about that. They all like each other, even as high profile and elite as some of them are. Um, many of them are. They all just sort of. They they are not pretentious. They are. I always say this. They're remarkably secure as a group, and that's a part of the culture is like you walking down the street. I mean, it's it's funny, you know, these guys would show show up to the facilities, and, and in some places it's like, you know, that's the time to, you know, pull out all the stops, and, and this is a production, this is a performance, every press conference. But instead it was like, hey, guys, what's up? Like have a conversation with yeah. the greatest football player on the planet. I mean, it's just so normal. And then yeah. he's like giggling and playing with his kids in the in between takes of shooting commercial like you know what i mean it's just really it's it's very real it's very authentic yeah yeah looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right you can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. So Taryn, one thing I'm really excited to bring you on, considering your extensive background in writing and and acting and improv and everything, we're going to trade alternating Rams takes 
As we go, they will escalate from normal football-y items to spicier hypotheses to perhaps the flat-out fantastical predictions. We're also going to react to each other's takes. Um, and I'm going to be sure to clarify when we do escalate into a new category um, so that you guys can sort of come along for the ride with us. Um, please note, this is the legal disclaimer. Please note that any and all takes are the opinions of the take havers and the situations presented are not reflective of specific facts except for the ones that are. Okay, so Taryn. You could include early balding, diarrhea, <laughs> death. Yeah. Nobody's getting sued here today. <laughs> My first normal football take. I think the first touchdown of 2022 in SoFi Stadium is going to be scored by a defensive player. Whoa. Okay. That, Coming out swinging. I love it. I mean, I love that because you're looking for a bookend here. You're looking for like whatever that, you, you know, we got, we finish with a sack. We start with a pick six, you're saying? I love it. Great. Yeah, I, I mean, think yeah, so. You said respond, but I have nothing to respond to. But yes, please. <laughs> uh, yes, please. Especially against the Bills. Especially against, like, you know, Vaughn. Yeah, you just want that cutaway of Vaughn going like, oh, dang. <laughs> yeah, watch it. It has to watch from the other side this time around. Yeah. It could have been mine. Uh, <laughs> All right, you're up. All right. Uh, uh, normal take. Normal take. Um, this is, I, I mean, I spoiled one. I did. I said that I think that Bobby Wagner is about to have the best season possibly of his career, but certainly of the last five seasons without a doubt. But I think my normal take is that the Rams will have a more winning season than last season. I'm, I'm guaranteeing that. Nice one. Nice one. So you're thinking 13 wins, 14. What do you think? You're 14. I'm going to say 14. I do. I think they, I think like the book has them at like 10 and a half or something like that. I'm like, no, no, I know we have the hardest schedule. I know we do, but I think, I think where McVeigh thrives is by the unexpected. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that that is entire, like one thing I've learned about this team is you can't just when you think you've set a sort of cap on what they might be able to do, they they do you one better. They just are like, well, I see your your you know stakes, and I raise your stakes, and yeah. so I think that that's an interesting take. But I wonder because that will mean beating at least one of their sort of demons, right? So whether it's at least taking one or both from San Fran, or finally beating Green Bay yeah. on the road, you know, it might mean doing one of those things. We're not. Uh, yeah, I'll add. I'll add an addendum. We're not losing to San Francisco this year. Whoo! There it is. We got the quote. We got the headline. All right, Taryn. Thanks for your time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Okay, so I think uh, what my last normal take is: Allen Robinson, 1,200 yards this wow. season. I know that's bordering into the spicy takes, right? But I think it's actually normal because we remember what Robert Woods and Cooper Cup used to be able to do together. And Cooper didn't have a full season. He would have, they would have been twin thousand receivers yes. had Cooper been healthy all the way through. And so I think that they are just going to open each other up in ways mm -hmm. that are so fun and so creative. And Allen is going to line up all over the field, just like Cooper. Um, some of the things he was doing in spring OTAs were so interesting, so indicative of a player who is ready to have a hugely productive season. 
I love it. I, it's a little harder for me to meet you there just because sometimes the big name is a distraction, right? Sometimes you're, sometimes you're not hiring the defensive player to add to what Aaron Donald's going to be doing. You're adding the defensive player to detract from what he has to do, right? right. To for him. So, I mean, obviously, Coop, what a freaking season, and he's poised for regression, unfortunately, you know, like, and, and deservedly so. But um, I, there's just a magic there. They just, you, you, even if you just live in the no look pass, they just, there is that. I don't know. You you've obviously been on the ground and you've seen it go, but 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 Stafford and and Cup connected and and I honestly like I, Stafford won me over last season, uh, it, it, and in many ways actually his wife is what got me on board because of, like the way that she engages with fans and like I listen to her podcast and her energy and she's so like football mom kind of bringing everybody together around like her energy just freaking rules. Um, and you know, you win a Super Bowl. I guess I'll be on board with your abilities. But I do think that Cup is the one because he had it with Goff too. Cup is the one who's willing to compromise and willing to adjust to what is their rhythm, what is the melody of the way that this quarterback plays, and I can shift. And I don't necessarily know that about Allen, but but what I think he can do is help create a new unexpected rhythm that still allows for Cooper to capitalize. So yeah, more of a one-two punch, I think, too. Yeah, that you might see this year. Yeah. All right. Good points. Good points. Here's my last normal take. Jacob Harris is going to be a huge factor. Jacob Harris is going to be a huge factor. And I'm saying between five and six touchdowns this season. You know, when I tweet out Jacob Harris, like jogging sprints on the side, it's mainly for you, Taryn. I love him. him. (laughs) Yeah. This guy was rehabbing through the spring and he's running. I'm I'm literally I'm standing next to a couple of of team people and watching. And I'm literally thinking to myself, this person is jogging at a speed at which my brain is not comprehending well. It's just really, I cannot wait to, for fans to see how he can really open up because this, this kid is so gifted. And yeah. I think you're spot on with a potential breakout season. I think that at some point it's coming with him because if he can just polish up a little bit here and there um, and then be a little bit stronger at the catch point yes. and more confident, which just comes with time, then oh. he is just going to be such a special player. And, and, the the athletic ability. I mean, he's coming back from an injury. He's at maybe sixty five to eighty percent, and he's galloping down the field. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, "Oh wow, that was what? What must that be like to just move with the wind?" You know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> No, I mean, you could, I, I feel like you could see it even, even showing up early and watching him on the sidelines. I'm like, God, it, it's sure There's just something about his length. You know what I mean? Yeah. That mm-hmm. About his length that I feel will become a real, a real asset if utilized properly. Nice one. I like that one. Um, okay. I've got a quick spicy take. Okay. And then two, lo- a little bit more, uh, Inside baseball spicy takes that I thought you would enjoy. But so my first spicy take is I think more three safety looks with rap crashing into the box this year. Okay. Um, and I think Nick Scott enters a prominent role in this defense. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. That's one where I have to defer to you. Like, I, you know, cause I, I know you're, you're, you're seeing them run the drills and stuff, 
Nick Scott to me is like the oh yeah player. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh yeah, we got him. <laughs> oh, he just did it again. Why am I not constantly like clocking that this dude's there? But oh yeah, stop them again. Um, okay, okay, I like that. That's spicy. I mean, that that, that is the, how spicy is that? Where's you know what that's I mean? The that's thing. like. I'm- it's like the palate cleanser. That's that's the palate yeah, yeah. cleanser. And that's like, here, take a bite of a fresh jalapeno. And you're like, yeah, oh, yeah that's but yeah. I like it. Then uh, maybe grab a glass of milk or something, because here's my spicier one. Okay. The Rams have a solid pass rush in October, but want to turn an A to an A+, ahead of a winter schedule that includes Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, and Aaron Rodgers. Ahead of the deadline, they orchestrate a trade for a healthy Daniil Hunter and... Separate from the to-be-determined football terms with the Vikings, they also agree to throw in that one pen that McVay took off Kevin O'Connell's desk that one time that he's been looking for and flat-out asked him if he saw it, but it's a really good pen. So at the time, McVay said he hadn't seen it. (laughs) The pen to me, in my mind, is one of those ones where if you turn it upside down, clothing comes off. So it's just one way it's Aaron Donald with a jersey on, and then you turn it upside down and suddenly he's shirtless and flexing. There you go. That's the exact pen. <laughs> uh, that's a spicy take. <laughs> I like it. I all like right. It. All right. Fire one at me. Here we go. Um, okay. Off the heels of that, my spicy take, as they play the Broncos towards the end of the season, halfway through the second quarter, Russell Wilson sets the ball on the ground and walks off and goes <laughs> And just goes, you just, he's heard, we listen to the mic'd up footage afterwards and he just goes, I just thought it'd be different here. I'm tired of this. And then he goes home. (laughs) Oh my God. That's how he stops. That's how he stops. He tried so hard to get away from Aaron Donald only to be brought back right to him. Exactly. And, and with Wagner there too, going like, I'm sorry, buddy. You know what I mean? (laughs) And his best friend's now wearing the opposing colors. And yeah. Oh, that's going to be such a good game. And I loved your point earlier about Bobby Wagner, too. I think it's so special watching him sort of counteract to quarterbacks and play that chess match that he's so good at. But yeah. Oh, man. That's, you know what? That's actually, that's spicy. I'll tell you, that's spicy. But it's not something I couldn't see. Yeah. I should add that then, like, probably within like 24 to 72 hours, Ciara posts a TikTok where she's like doing amazing dance while Russell just cries in the bathtub. Spicy like, take. Like a good, she's like cheering him up. She's so talented and beautiful, but like he just he didn't he didn't move far enough away, and he's like, I can't do this anymore. He's like, I thought the Rockies would hide would shield me. This, I thought this would be enough. Not the elevation, but <laughs> Donald's lungs are too strong. Oh, man. Okay, I've got one more spicy one. Right. Tired of the looks he keeps getting in restaurants, Zach Witherspoon, the get-back coach, and Sean McVay doppelganger, goes brunette. Nobody in the building comments on the change. They get it. Sean McVay seems frustrated by it, but Zach doesn't know why. This will come up later. I love it. I love it. This is my, I, I needed to have more fun with my spices. You know what I mean? But you're going, you're going off field social dynamics. There are three other guys on the team who also that give me the McVeigh. And it's almost like they're worried about an assassination attempt or something. 
because he's constantly surrounded by <laughs> by like a team of doppelganger and lookalikes like he's the dictator of a South American nation or something. Yeah, I think there's a little paranoia starting to form a little bit. You know, they have to yeah, have yeah. all of, all of the McVie have to be around each other. Or is it yeah, or is it like a Horcrux thing? You know what I mean? The McVie- <laughs> his soul and heaven forbid he he twists an ankle or whatever the spirit of mcveigh lives on because there's someone ready to just right step right into the headset (laughs) oh my god a horcrux situation see that's good that's a good spicy take right there that's a good spicy take yeah on account of he found a way to create football horcruxes All right. Um, if, do you have one more spicy or should we go to fantastical? One more, one more spicy. Uh, Matt Gay has a he- heck of a season, right? This, this goes against one of my normal takes, but we're, 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 it's the, it's a wild card game. It's to, it's to get in, it's to make the wild card card slot. Matt Gay kicks, slips, injures his leg. Heaven forbid, heaven forbid. This is the spiciness of it. It's a home game at SoFi. Uh, maybe maybe it's not a serious injury, but maybe it's just like he's 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 knocked out or noxious fumes, something Matt Gay's taken out of the and the Rams scramble and DJ Mowski is called in to kick a game winning field goal. <laughs> Does he make it? I need to know. <laughs> Tune in. Tune in, in December. What what I really love about is that noxious fumes. Yeah, I like remove that. Matt Gay from the game. Yes, I wish I wish injuries on no human ever. But <laughs> yeah, so it's some sort of mysterious scent left over from the Chargers locker room. Like you guys, you know that those hangers on aren't taking care of our home in the same <laughs> way we are. So there's some sort of like moldy Herbert cheese left over in a locker room. It wafts. Matt Gay passes out. DJ Mowski. Zip lines down from his DJ booth and kicks a game-winning field goal. <laughs> okay, this is a good spicy take. This spicy. is a good. This is a good spicy take. I love it, and it's good. It's a good segue into our fantastical. I have I have one fantastical take. It's a bit lengthy if you're if you're ready for it. But I also I think we can leverage this into a, a future opportunity for you as well. So just, just hold on with me here. Okay. One morning, Rams general manager Les Snead and COO Kevin Demoff jointly call a surprise all-staff meeting. Staff shuffle into their conference auditorium, shooting each other confused glances as they take their seats. Snead and Demoff slowly walk to the front of the room, take a deep breath, and reveal, Tony Pasteur's, the man in charge of the salary cap, isn't real. Pasteur's is actually an advanced AI program that has become self-aware. The human-shaped meat suit that resembles what was previously believed to be Tony Pasteur's is actually one small robot standing on the shoulders of a second small robot. Pasteur's, which stands for please, comma, all salary terms only operate randomly, and the last S is a dollar sign, has infiltrated all staff computers and wishes to use this leverage to negotiate an updated operating system. The irony of this situation is not lost on Sneed and Demoff. Pasteur's has seen some weird shit on staff computers. For example, he has seen a video of Sean McVay working on the stand-up comedy material that he intends to use on the LA Dive Bar open mic night scene under the pseudonym Zach Witherspoon. It's really pun heavy. 
The meeting, <laughs> the meeting called by Sneed and Demoff is intended for the staff to brainstorm solutions to this problem. Pro scouting director John McKay raises his hand and attends to suggest they pour a pot of coffee over the pastor's meat suit in hopes of short-circuiting him. National scout Marty Barrett, in efforts to protect McKay from saying this out loud, places his hand on McKay's arm and slowly shaking his head, pushes McKay's hand back down. He's applauding. He's applauding. I'm, I'm getting an, a, a healthy applause. The only way to respond to that is a slow clap. That's the only way. That was amazing. That that sounds like you've been working on that literally since the Super Bowl party. That is so good. That was phenomenal. So my theory for this yeah. fantastical take is that yeah. it segues at some point into some sort of stand-up, whatever. It's It segues into something in which... You, at some point, are playing Tony Pasteur's as AI right. in the movie about the first human AI salary cap management program. Oh, my God. And I feel like there'll be a line in it because it's like it's like uh, Skynet kind of, you know what I mean? It becomes self-aware. And I feel like the last the last scene of the movie is like me as the Tony board, the Tony bot, the Tony AI, like wiping a tear away from Les Sneed, whoever's playing Les Sneed, <laughs> and saying, now I know why you trade, and then walking into a pool of lava. <laughs> On a counterpoint, I'm so glad that you brought up the funky smell that knocks Matt Gay out of the yeah, out of the, the game, because it's clearly coming from the Tony Pasteur's meat suit. Rotten meat suit. Yeah, <laughs> it's the rotting meat flesh. <laughs> that is amazing. I, ha- I, there's, I have no fantastical take that will ever match that. I think, like, I think the best I came up with is that Aaron Donald decides to retire after this next season because he's cast into the MCU. Oh, that's a fantastical, amazing take. So who, okay, what is his... What's his I, character? I think he plays. I think he plays Gladiator from the Shi'ar Empire, who like they have exceptional strength and agility, but it's only powered by their confidence. This is the true backstory of Gladiator. He's like he's the leader of the Imperial Guard who protects Lalandra. We all know who Lalandra is, obviously. So I of won't. Of course, obviously, yeah. Um, that's his. That's the simplistic. <laughs> That's as much information as I could muster. That was so good. I absolutely want to see the sh- that short film. <laughs> the one that gave me trouble was the acronym. So I was yeah. like, we'll just do this. The S is a dollar sign. That's all. <laughs> it gave me some trouble, but I could definitely see Aaron Donald launching an acting career. He was great. Yeah. He was great in that short, in that uh, Steal the Draft, too. Yeah. 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 He was rad. He, you know, he's the best of everything. He's the best of anything. I know. My come life. on. Leave leave something to the normal people, Aaron. My goodness. I mean, come on. <laughs> but also, I'll pay to watch you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Twist my arm. I'll, I'll watch Aaron in a movie. Yeah. My, my last fantastical take is just three words. McVeigh for president.
Is it that fantastical? You know what I mean? Can you imagine how quickly things would just happen? I mean, that, that dude wastes no time. He finally caves into his TV contract. He becomes a talking head pundit. He becomes a personality, right? People love electing TV personalities these days. It's kind of the quickest strategy to, <laughs> to make your way up as the leader of the free world. And yeah, yeah. With, like the public transportation system that he would put together, just the routes, just the maps that he would be able to draw up for a cross, cross-nation subway, subterranean... Maybe he recruits Elon Musk for that. What was that like high electromagnet train that was supposed to take oh, you to yeah. Vegas in 15 minutes? Imagine it, it'll be the first airway that just goes from the valley to Spago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Oh, Taryn, thank you so much. I just had a blast doing this with you. Rich Hammond has got to step his game up, man. You are a fantastic guest co-host today on 11 Personnel. Um, Before you go, please, uh, you know, I want people to know where they can keep track of uh, your your movie pursuits. Everybody already knows who you are. Everybody loves you. But we want to make sure we're keeping track of you in Budapest. And, and, you know, if you need a safe word at any point, you let everyone know, we'll, we'll come help you. It's great. Honestly, like it's incredible. This it, it just, just, yeah, it's beautiful. The people have been so kind. We're shooting a lot in the forest. So we did Slovakia and Bosnia and Budapest. And it's just been extraordinary. Like it, like the, the nature here and, and the people are just, um, they're proud of where they're mm-hmm. from and they're proud to share it. So I'm having the best time. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the movie will probably come out next spring sometime. Um, and if you, if you care to track what's going on with me professionally, uh, Taryn kill on Twitter and then Tarzan no Z on Instagram. And that's how I tell people to spell my name. It's Tarzan no Z. Well, I love it. Thank you so much for for being on 11 Personnel. I know we are such a huge fan of yours. Um, love the energy you also bring to the space. And I know fans just really love you. Um, so, you know, we will definitely have you on again. And thank you for taking the time. You're in another on another continent, another time zone. Thank you so much for sharing this space with me today. And again, Rich Hammond, this is a direct message to you, dude. Step wow. your game up. <laughs> An honor. An honor to fill his Zoom box. Wait, what? Can we cut that? No, thank you so much. I I love the podcast. I love all of your reporting. I love The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com. Subscribe. The best coverage of your favorite teams, but certainly of Rams football. Um, So thank you for having me. And uh, and we'll see you in the fall. Thanks, Taryn. 